The service of prayer and preaching for the 10th Sunday after Trinity, August 8, 2021. The first hymn is LSB 579, The Law of God is Good and Wise. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. reading from Jeremiah, the eighth chapter. You shall say to them, thus says the Lord, When men fall, do they not rise again? If one turns away, does he not return? Why then has this people turned away in perpetual black backsliding? They hold fast to deceit. They refuse to return. I have paid attention and listened, but they have not spoken rightly. No man relents of evil, saying, What have I done? Everyone turns to his own course like a horse plunging headlong into battle. Even the stork in the heavens knows her times, and the turtle dove, swallow, and crane keep the time of their coming. But my people know not the just decrees of the Lord. How can you say we are wise and the law of the Lord is with us? But behold, the lying pen of the scribes has made it into a lie. The wise men shall be put to shame. They shall be dismayed and taken. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord, so what wisdom is in them? Therefore I will give their wives to others and their fields to conquerors, because from the least to the greatest everyone is greedy for unjust gain. From prophet to priest everyone deals falsely. They have healed the wound of my people lightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed. They did not know how to blush. Therefore they shall fall among the fallen. When I punish them, they shall be overthrown, says the Lord. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The introit is verses from Psalm 55. call to God and he hears my voice. He redeems my soul in safety. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my plea for mercy. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. But I call to God, and the Lord will save me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I call to God, and he hears my voice. He redeems my soul in safety. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. Reading from 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from Luke 19. When Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you, because you did not know the time of your visitation. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priests and the scribes and the principal men of the people were seeking to destroy him, but they did not find anything they could do, for all the people were hanging on his words. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Continue with the common responsory on page 263. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house. 
and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. We continue with the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God speaks through Jeremiah, when men fall, do they not rise again? If one turns away, does he not return? Why then has this people turned away in perpetual backsliding? They hold fast to deceit, they refuse to return. I have paid attention and listened, but they have not spoken rightly. No man relents of evil, of his evil, saying, What have I done? Everyone turns to his own course like a horse plunging headlong into battle. How can you say we are wise, and the law of the Lord is with us, but behold, the lying pen of the scribes has made it into a lie? The Israelites were constantly reassuring themselves with false peace. They were aware of their pain, and to the rising anxiety of their rebelliousness against God and his word, they sought to pacify themselves. The Lord says that they were healing their own wounds by speaking peace to themselves when there was no peace to be had. The law of God had cut them to the core, but instead of repenting and fleeing to their good physician for his healing, they chose to remain in their sin and attempt to heal themselves. What did this look like? They redefined what was sin and what was morally right and wrong. If they couldn't keep God's word, then God's word must be changed. Seems simple enough. But is that not the corpse believing that he knows better than the physician? This was no accident. Israel willfully remained at enmity with God. Worse, they were proud of it. They were no longer ashamed of their sin. Instead, they boasted in it. They flaunted it. If anything, they shamed others for not being so tolerant and accepting. They shamed others for being so close-minded and hateful. Things haven't changed all that much, have they? 
Fast forward to the Gospel reading. Here we find Jesus weeping over the fact that his beloved people didn't know or understand the things that make for true peace. It tore him up. It caused him great sorrow. Just like before the sending of the flood, he was grieved at the state of his people. He could see the destruction before him and lamented at their rejection and lack of faith. In the immediate context, we know this event happened on Palm Sunday. As Jesus was processing down from the Mount of Olives and into Jerusalem, looking out from a high vantage point above the city of Jerusalem, Jesus cried and lamented over their ignorance and their unbelief. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. Now, when all this is set into context, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? It makes perfect sense to our ears that Jesus would shed tears and lament the ignorant unbelief of those people in Jerusalem who didn't understand what true peace is or where true peace was to be found. Those people who were vehemently opposed to everything Jesus taught and stood for. Those people who would ultimately have him murdered by week's end. That may be all fine and good, but what about those who were on his side? What about the apostles and Mary Magdalene? and all those lining the streets with their palm leaves and shouting their loud hosannas. Was Jesus weeping and lamenting their ignorance too? Yes, based on what we know from all four Easter Sunday Gospel accounts, even those closest to Jesus didn't get it. They didn't understand the things of true peace. The beloved women were making their way to that tomb on Easter Sunday morning, not to greet their victoriously resurrected Savior as he emerged from the tomb after his Sabbath rest, but to anoint a corpse. They were all torn up and full of grief. Jesus was dead, and the burial custom must be finished. The apostles are even worse. We're told that they were hiding behind locked doors out of fear that they may be next. These guys spent three years at Christ's feet, listening to every word he said, witnessing every miracle that bore witness to and proved his almighty divinity and lordship. Jesus told them quite clearly and specifically multiple times that all of salvation and peace hinged on the necessity of him being handed over in betrayal, suffering, put to death by crucifixion, and rising from the dead on the third day. They didn't get it. They didn't understand. They saw Christ's suffering and death as failure, not as victory and salvation. Even those closest to Jesus didn't know the things that make for true peace. So, yes, Jesus was weeping for them too. This is where it hits a bit closer to home. When you start to recognize Christ's lamentation and weeping in this light, you can't help but squirm in your seat. Just as the Israel of Jeremiah's time, where do we seek to change God's word to pacify our own guilt, cover our own shame, or alleviate our own anxiety against God's holy and perfect law? Where do we invent our own rules to follow, or follow the norms of the culture at the expense of God's word, demanding that the church change to meet my personal vision of my best life now. How often have we, the corpse dead in our sin, attempted to tell the good physician that we know better? We're guilty too, aren't we? In fact, we're worse off. We know historically what Israel and Jeremiah didn't know, for what they could only wait and hope in faith. Even for the disciples, it would take the miraculous working of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost for them to finally come around to a fuller understanding of what that cross and resurrection meant. Not one of them lived an easy life after that first Pentecost. They all suffered for their faith again and again and again, and yet they did it all with joy 
and a peace that surpassed all understanding. Can we say that honestly about ourselves? God's law doesn't simply look out there at all of those others who don't know the things that make for peace. Those who act like proud peacocks as they fan their sinfulness in the face of God. It is prudent to heed Jesus' words. Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. What are those sins at which we no longer blush? As we consider our life through the lens of the Ten Commandments, how often do our words and deeds indict us of the fact that we really don't know what true peace is or where it is to be found? So often we seek peace in the wrong things and fail to seek peace in the things of God. How often do we, without blushing in the least, seek unity and peace in the wrong things like the bylaws and potlucks and music and entertainment? To be sure, these things can and do unite like-minded people, but they are not the things of true peace. They are not the means of God's grace and peace. They do not bestow or give God's peace and assurance. What about rejecting or despising Christ and his word? I know that it sounds crazy to our ears because what faithful Christian would ever reject or despise Christ? But hear me out. Christians know that God's word and sacraments are the things that make for true peace. Here is God's peace right here and right now. Are these means of grace rejected and despised? Is this peace of God rejected and despised by good Christians? All the time. This is what makes it all so maddening. I know I'm not the only pastor, nor am I the only Christian, who has shed tears over this past year. God's peace and redemption, given freely and fully through absolution, through preaching, through the Lord's Supper, is freely and pridefully despised by many self-professed good Christians. It becomes easier and easier to plug ears and turn backs on it all. The fish are biting, the pool needs cleaning, families in town, and we certainly wouldn't want to take them to church with us. It's too germy. I'm mad at how the whole mask thing was handled or not. It's too hot. It's too cold. What's most distressing is that people don't even blush when they say such things. I understand why Jesus wept. Here is Christ, right? Here's where the Lord of life himself miraculously feeds you with his incorruptible body and blood. We say we believe it, and yet we condone the fear and the rejection. We excuse it. Special circumstances call for special measures, right? We justify it rather than repenting of it. Doesn't it all make you blush even a little? It should. For true peace, we must do away with the lying pen of the scribes. Look to the cross. What does this mean? The crucifix holds before us the truth of God's divine wrath of God against all sin. Here is where God pours out all his wrath and punishment against sin. Here, on Christ Jesus, not on you. Here is the one who has paid for each and every one of your sins on his cross, who died and rose again for you, in order that you might have his gift of eternal life, and have it in overflowing abundance. Here is the peace of God, the peace that surpasses all human understanding. And the greatest thing of all is that none of this is hidden or done in secret. God wants nothing more than for everyone to partake and receive his absolutely free gifts of grace, mercy, and peace. He holds out these blood-bought gifts constantly to all people, stretching out his pierced hands and inviting everyone who is weak and wearied and afraid and beaten down and worn out 
everyone who labors under the yoke and bondage of sin, to come to him and be yoked to him and his righteousness and his peace. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is what the new man given in baptism does. It clamors for those things that make for true peace. This is what faith naturally does. It flees to Jesus. Faith wants all the Jesus it can get, and faith isn't afraid or ashamed of it either. Brothers and sisters in Christ, here is the peace that surpasses all understanding. I know it doesn't look like much, but richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, in good times and in bad times, and everything in between, here is the peace of Christ freely held out to you. I am with you always. No matter how bad life in this fallen and sinful world may get, you belong to Christ. Nothing and no one can ever snatch that away. No man can rent asunder the love that Christ has for you and gives to you. These are the things of true peace. Immersed in word and fed at the table, as baptized newborn creatures we sing at peace. Though great our sins, yet greater still is God's abundant favor. His hand of mercy never will abandon us nor waver. Our shepherd, good and true, is he who will at last his Israel free from all their sin and sorrow. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Office hymn, LSB 607, From Depths of Woe I Cry to Thee. Spirit, 
that he is merciful and just. This is my comfort and my trust, his help I wait with patience. And though it tarry through the night, and till the morning waken, my heart shall never doubt his might, nor count itself forsaken. O Israel, trust in God your Lord, born of the Spirit and the Word. Now wait for his greater still is God's abundant favor. His hand of mercy never will abandon us nor waver. Our shepherd good and true is he who will at last his Israel free from all sin and sorrow. In peace let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the holy Christian church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy, for this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy, for seasonable weather, and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy, for those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord, Lord have mercy, for all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. O God, you declare your almighty power above all in showing mercy and pity. Mercifully grant us such a measure of your grace that we may obtain your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasures. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger 
And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Christ has been raised from the dead, Alleluia, Alleluia. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Raised from the dead, he will never die again. Death has no more dominion over him. Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia, alleluia. Dying, Christ dies to sin once for all. Living, he lives to God. Count yourselves as dead to sin and alive to God. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia, Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 834, O God, O Lord of heaven and earth.
Our fatal will to equal Thee, our rebel will wrought death and night we seized and used in pride, full spite, Thy wondrous gift of liberty. Housed us in this house of doom, where death had royal scope and room, until thy servant, Prince of Peace, breached all its walls for our release. Thou camest to our hall of death, O Christ, to breathe our poisoned air, to drink for us the dark despair that strangled our reluctant breath. How beautiful the feet that trod, the road that leads us back to God, how beautiful the feet that ran to bring the great good news to man. O Spirit, who didst once restore thy church that it might be again the bringer of good news to men breathe on thy cloven church once more that in these gray and latter days there may be those whose life is praise, each life a high doxology to Father, Son, and unto Thee.